the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Come with me to the book of, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, he said for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not be missed with faith in them that had it. So, how are you going to get the most out of this conference? I shared 10 things. He said, number one, plan to be present for all the sessions. And I encourage you, this is a conference that was put together three months ago. So if you really love God and you love your spiritual life and you are a very serious Christian, you would have made arrangements for it. Amen? But it's sad that we live in a generation where a lot of Christians love money, they love material things more than they love God. And as long as that becomes your case, you will struggle through life. You see that you'll be struggling through life. You can get the best out of life and not be able to enjoy the best in life. I checked the Bible and it says that for a man to have the goodies of this life and to rejoice in the good of all his labor, it says it's a gift from God. Somebody says it's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. It's a gift to have money and enjoy it. It's a gift to have a family and enjoy it. It's a gift to have a wife and enjoy her. It's a gift. It's a gift. You have to know it. Because there are many others who have great things and they are unable to enjoy it. When we're singing, we lift our hands to the great I am. Some people couldn't lift up their hands. Because you can't imagine that somebody who is breathing all right can lift up his hands this morning. You see, the grace of God that is given to us must not be taken for granted. And that is why I'll be teaching you on the positive response to grace. Because a lot of believers really are not able to maximize the grace of God because we don't respond to the grace of God in the most appropriate scriptural way. Praise the Lord. Grace is a gift and the gift has to be received in a certain way. So number one, plan to be present in all the meetings. Somebody say plan to be present in all the meetings. When you have a genuine encounter with God, there is nothing that you lose that you cannot recover. Are you with me here? There's nothing. There's nothing you lose. When you have one genuine encounter with God, there's nothing you lose you can't recover. Yeah. There's nothing. Jesus said, we have left all, Pastor James, and we have followed you. We have left all and we have followed you. What shall we get? Then he says, you left all to follow me. <laughs> you lose nothing. Everything you lost, a hundredfold is coming to you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Please take your seat. So number one, plan to be present. Number two, define your expectations for the conference and prepare your heart to receive from God. Define your expectations 
what you expect God makes available to you. The woman with the issue of blood, he said, if I tuck the hem of his garment, as I'll be made whole. Number three, be hungry and thirsty for an encounter with God in the conference. You have to be hungry. You can be present and not have an experience with God. Why? Because you are present, but you are not hungry. Are you with me here? The Bible says, God pours water upon him that is thirsty. And then we said that you must be on time for all the meetings. Somebody say, be on time. Okay. The Bible said, with my soul, I'll desire thee in the night with thy spirit within me. Will I seek thee early? You have to learn to honor God this year. And one of the most important ways to honor God is to be on time with meetings with God. Amen. Number five, we said that you must receive the ministers as God's messengers to you personally. God is not just bringing Apostle Francis from Sunyani at this time, strategic time of the year, to us in vain. He's sending him specifically to you with the word in his mouth to you. And when you come with that mindset and that disposition, you receive. And the same with my father. Number four, we said be involved, focused, and attentive in all aspects of the conference. You come and you have to be involved, focused, and attentive. Number seven, we said expect a rhema word from God and run with it when it comes in faith. Rhema word. The Bible said the Lord sent the word unto Jacob, enlightened upon Israel. There's a word from God that can move you from glory to glory. You don't need so many things. Just one word from God can carry you through 2022. That's a word you must come expecting. The spirit entered into me when he spake with me. Number eight, we said promptly act on every instruction you receive before, during, and after the conference. Saturday, we had a, a moment of time alone with God in this place. And when we finished the service, a gentleman walked to my office and told me, on Friday when I was speaking about this, I really didn't know. It says, promptly act on every instruction you shall receive before, during, and after the conference. And he came to tell me about what God had laid on his heart to do. God speaks to people. I believe God speaks to people. I am a product of the voice of God. God speaks to people. This church is a product of the voice of God. God speaks to people. But not everybody is properly disposed to hear God. God speaks to people. He that had heard, let him hear what the Spirit said to the church. So, God will speak some things to you in this conference. And grace will rest upon you to do it. So, listen for instructions. I have said it too many times. I have said it too many times. I've said it too many times that an instruction from God or from a servant is more important than the prayer from a man of God. I am more slow to pray for a person who is not yielded to instruction. If you don't respect my counsel, I'm not naturally disposed to praying for you. Counsel is more important. The Bible says, hear counsel and thou shalt be wise in thy latter end. Counsel, 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 counsel. And the instruction of God can come, but you just decide to ignore it. People carry their head. I hardly carry my head across to men of God for uh, anointings. <laughs> Except my spiritual father. Really, I've had the opportunity to meet some people, some great men of God, but I am not the type who will rush, bring my head, put your hand. I want to hear your wisdom because what made you is not the laying of the hands. The laying of the hands has its place, but if you lay your legs or your whole body on me, 
but I don't have the kind of sense in your head. I'll still not go far. Instruction is critical. Instruction is very critical. Number 10, we say seize every opportunity to sow generously into the conference and into the lives of the ministers that are coming to us. Every time God sends you his man, he sent him to change your level. Yeah, he sends you to change your level. Every time God sends you a man, he sends you to change your level. He does not send you because he wants to send. He sends a man to you to change your level. And usually, they come in a certain way. You have a responsibility to receive them. I have not seen anywhere in scripture. I don't know the Bible through and through. I've read it uh, many times and I'm still reading it every day. But I have never seen anywhere a man or a woman had a genuine encounter with a God-sent person and received the person well and was left the same way. No, no, not once, not once, not once, not once. Anywhere a man of God is well received, he is blessed, honored. Something, there's always a deposit. There's always a deposit. You know, men of God are carriers of divine virtue. Somebody say they carry divine virtue. Yeah. And you see, the reason why we carry divine virtue is not for us. It's for the people we are sent to. It's not for us. It's for the people. Jesus was carrying the woman's healing with him all along. The woman with the issue of blood. She had had it for 12 years. Her answer was in Jesus' pocket. Her government. All along. When she reached out, that which had been hers all along was delivered to her. Now listen, in Christ, there is nothing else you desire that has not been delivered unto you. It's already made available. Grace makes all things available. The knowledge of the word of God helps us to know how to pick it. That's why we keep on teaching. In Christ, there is really nothing anybody is going to offer you that has not been offered to you already. There is nothing. A baby, a miracle, a breakthrough. All of that, the Bible said, according as his divine power had given unto us, all things that pertain to life and godliness. He didn't say some things. He didn't say a few things. He didn't say one or two things. He said all things. And then when you come to the book of Romans 8.32, the Bible says that if God spared not his own son, but gave him up freely unto us, how shall he not also with him freely give unto us all things? Somebody say all things. So, God is in the business of all things. That's what he does. And God is able to make all grace abound to you that you always have an all-sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. That's God's specialty. And so, I really, really, really want to help you that you position yourself well for what God is said. This is not a regular year. Yeah, it's not a regular year. It's not a regular year. So, I don't want you to do things in a regular way. And then number 10, we said invite as many people as possible for the conference. Invite people for the conference. Don't want to come alone. That's why you have to pick that short video and share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your colleagues at work. And then uh, make sure that you personally also invite someone and come along with him. Amen. Come with me to the book of Joel chapter 2 and verse number 21. Joel chapter 2. I want us to read it together. One go. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Somebody say, I fear not. I I am glad because my God is doing great things for me. Yeah. The 
Bible says, fear not, O land. This is the prophetic word God gave to us in December. Fear not, O land. Be glad. For the Lord thy God will do great things. In 2022, God will do great things. He will do amazing things. He will do mind-blowing things. In the mighty name of Jesus. The things he will do are the things that eyes have not seen nor ear heard. Neither have been entered into the heart of men. The things he has prepared for you. And I pray that 2022, you will be well placed to receive them. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will receive. Say, I receive. I manifest. That's it. 2022. How do we? God is set to do great things. But how do I position myself so that I can experience the good things God is bringing? Number one, we said that you end the last year great which has passed. And then number two, we said dream great dreams. Somebody say dream great dreams. Say dream great dreams. Dreams that are bigger than you. Dream great dreams. Dreams bigger than you. Dreams bigger than you. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Dream, great dreams. The Bible said, and Joseph dread a dream. May you dream a dream. And then number three, we said, make great spiritual preparations for the year. Somebody say, make great spiritual preparations for the year. Say, make great spiritual preparations for the year. Now, you, you have to understand that the spiritual rules the natural. The spiritual rules the natural. If you are not in charge of the spiritual, your natural can be wasted. The spiritual rules the natural. The Bible says, for though we do business in the flesh, we walk in the flesh. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So, we, we, we are functioning, walking, doing business on the natural plane, but we do not live our lives on the natural plane. The supernatural must be engaged if you must prevail. Somebody say the supernatural must be engaged. If I must prevail. You see, you are a supernatural being having a natural experience. Somebody say I'm a supernatural being. Having a natural experience. Now, now that understanding is critical if you are going to make the most of your life. You have to understand that you are not a natural being seeking to have a spiritual experience. You are a supernatural being having a natural experience. So your consciousness of the supernatural must be more than your consciousness of the natural. You should know yourself spiritually much more than you know yourself fleshly or carnally. Yeah. You should be more conscious of your spirit than you are of the development of your mind and of your body and of your soul. This morning, I want to take it a step further. Second Kings chapter 3 and verse 24 to 27. I'll read from the New Living Translation. After that, I'll read John 12, 23 to 25. And then I would give you my title. But when the Moabites arrived at the Israelite camp, the army of Israel rushed out and attacked them until they turned and ran. Somebody say they turned and ran. So this is a serious battle going on. And these guys are 
you know, by the time an army has invaded your camp, come against you, and you are turning and running, you are simply saying that I've admitted defeat. Those of you who like wrestling, when they they put you down, the 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 one who is seeking to conquer you will want to lie on you, and if he lies on you, and the coach begins to hit his hand on the ground, one, two. If you don't jerk your leg or do something, then it means that you have accepted that it's over. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, this is not a wrestling context. This is a war situation. And tongues and bombs are flying. And by the time they could say Jack, all the other guys, they came together. They say, hey, we must run. He that uh, fight and run leads to fight another day. Yeah. So let's run out. For our dear lives. And the Bible said they run. The army of Israel chased them into the land of Moab. Destroying everything as they went. Hey, that's serious. Praise the Lord. But you will chase and win. Amen. 2022, grace will come upon you. You will chase and win. You will destroy everything on your path. Everything Satan has placed on your path that is seeking to stop your progress. It shall be destroyed for you. That's one of the things we learned in the course of the week. He said, when the grace of God abounds, the valleys are lifted up and the mountains are brought low. 2022, every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain shall be brought low. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, I will go before you and make the crooked path straight. 2022, you walk in a straight path. You walk in a straight path. Crookedness talks about confusion. Crookedness talks about lack of direction. 2022, your direction will be clear. Your path will be straight. In the mighty name of Jesus, no more confusion. In the mighty name of Jesus, humbly take your seat. The Bible says, they went after them. So, you are running and you are praying that these guys will just accept that you have come to a point where the battle is over. And then they will go home and leave you free. But not so with Israel. They are coming after you and they want to destroy everything. Praise the Lord. They destroyed everything as they went. And he began to give us some specific. They destroyed the towns, covered their good land with stones, stopped up all the springs, and cut all the good trees. I didn't see all of these when I was preparing. But they are very dangerous things. Praise the Lord. When your home is not only destroyed, but your source of livelihood is destroyed. It means that your life... You see, when your home is destroyed, you can just uh, find some place, if there's a tree or something. But when your source of livelihood is destroyed, it means you are gone. There are people, they don't have any decent place to stay, but they are around. <laughs> are you with me? They are around. At the end of the day, they just find some cure somewhere and they go and sleep. But as long as they have something to eat... They wake up the next morning, God giving them grace, and they will continue. But when your source of livelihood, the Bible says, their good land was covered with stones. Stop the springs. Cut down all good trees. Finally. <laughs> and these stone walls were left. But men were, men with slings surrounded and attacked it. Now go to verse number 26. Look at this. So, it's a bad situation. Can you see it's a bad situation? It's a very bad situation. And as I think about this while I'm speaking, the Holy Ghost is talking to me. 
My mind is taking all the way to Genesis when man messed up and everything was destroyed and there was nothing at all in sight. What God did in order to restore man. That's basically what this gentleman is going to do. The Bible said when the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, which battle do you seem to be losing? Is there a battle you seem to be losing? Maybe it's a battle on your health. It's a battle on your finances. It's a battle on your academics. It's a battle in your relationship. Which battle do you seem to be losing? Because every time you seem to be losing a certain battle, there's always a cause. There's always a cause. There's a cause why you are losing your financial battles. There's a cause. You can't set God aside as a believer financially and do well. It's not. It's not possible. There's a cause. There's a cause for why your relationship is not working. If you will not prioritize the word of God and put it above your uh, Ashanti mentality, your Ewe mentality, your Frafra mentality, and your Inzima mentality, there is no way you can have a meaningful relationship with your spouse as a Christian. When you seem to be losing the battle, the Bible says, he led 700 of his swordmen in a desperate attempt to break through the enemy lines near the king of Edom, but they failed. This is a very serious situation. So, at the end of losing the battle, verse 27 changes the equation. He said, then the king of Moab took his oldest son, who would have been the next king, and sacrificed him as a burnt offering on the wall. So, there was great anger against Israel. And the Israelites withdrew and returned to their own land. You see, desperate Circumstances demand desperate measures. Desperate situations will always call for desperate actions. And if you don't know how to live in this level of desperation, there's no way you can break through at a certain level. There's no way you can break through at a certain level. Listen, a certain dimension of breakthrough in life and in God will never come Except through the altar of sacrifice. 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 Man went out of his way. Lost his relationship with God. And God desired desperately to restore man to himself. And there was no other way. Now listen. Listen to me very carefully. Listen to me very carefully. When God was desperate to win man to himself. There was no other way he decided to get man. Except he had done a lot. They had done animal sacrifice, done all kinds of things. That's the reason for the Old Testament sacrifices. All of them were designed to restore man to God. That was the reason for it. Go to the book of Hebrews and read it extensively. All the sacrifices, the sin offering, that, 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 everything was done so man could be restored to God. But none of that was potent enough except Christ's blood. So in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 9 all the way to 10, uh, chapter uh, verse 12 to 13, it says, For if the blood of bulls and of goats and of the ashes of an ahifer sprinkling upon the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, somebody say the blood of Christ, he said, how much more shall the blood of... Look, for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an are sprinkling upon the unclean, where were they sprinkling the blood of bulls? Where were they sprinkling the blood of goats? It was in the Old Testament. 
And the Bible tells us the exact reason why they were doing that. They were doing that so that they could purify themselves. And the Bible says the best of their efforts could not purify fully. He says, but if the blood of bulls and the ghosts and the ashes of an ahifa sprinkling upon the unclean, sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, how much more? Somebody say, how much more? <laughs> how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, Offered himself without spot unto God. Purge your conscience from dead works. How much more? John chapter 12 and verse number 12 to 23. I'm just introducing the message today. Because when daddy comes in and he's done. I'll go back to it. Praise the Lord. I'll go back to it and finish it. He says, and Jesus answered them. Say it. Look at verse 24. Jesus answered them and said, say with 23, the hour is come. Somebody say, my hour is here. Say, the hour is come that the son of man should be glorified. My hour has come that I will enter into a new phase with God in my spiritual life. My hour has come that my finances will soar. My hour has come that I will build my home. My hour has come that I will go deeper in my walk with God. Then he says, when that hour comes, you must know what to do. The, the reason why the men of Issachar, Pastor James, were set apart from all others was the fact that the Bible says they were men who had understanding of the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. Hear me? No matter what who you are, the man who knows what to do will always be about the man who only knows what to pray. The man who knows what to do. Please take your seat. The man who knows what to do will always be about the man who knows only what to pray. That's why knowledge is key. My people are not destroyed because they are not prayerful. My people are not destroyed because they are not holy. My people are not destroyed because they don't come to church. My people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. When you are not knowledgeable, you are of all men most miserable. And I'm talking about revelation knowledge. I'm talking about knowledge that anybody who has not gone to school can even access. And because it's a knowledge that is given to your spirit. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. It searches all the inward parts of his belly. The Bible said, Jesus said, the hour is come for me to change your level. Then he says, this is what it's going to take. Verse 12, 24. He said, then he said, verily, verily, truly, truly. Somebody said, truly, truly. He said, truly, truly, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground, not just fall to the ground, and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. How many of us want to experience much fruit this year? You want much fruit in your spiritual life? You want much fruit in your finances? You want much fruit in every area of your life? Then get ready to let go that which is in your hands. Be ready to sacrifice. That's it. This morning my title is, if 2022 is going to be great for you, make great sacrifices. Somebody say, make great sacrifices. Make great sacrifices. Church, hear me very well. One thing, one, one singular thing. If you are looking for, among all religions, Christianity is not a religion, is, is, 
is the life of God flowing into the life of man and changing his life around. It's a relationship that is born out of God injecting and infusing man with this kind of life. That is what Christianity is. But let's even assume without admitting that Christianity is not a religion, that Christianity becomes a religion. When you put it together with all the others, one particular single thing that sets it apart from all others is sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. Sacrifice. It sets it apart from all others. All others. Our salvation and redemption which began or which initiates or brings uh, into reality our life as Christians began with the sacrifice. In the book of First Peter 1.18, he said, for as much as you know, somebody say, as much as you know. He said, for as much as you know, for you know, you know, you know, that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold. Somebody say mere gold. You know, you know I like how Bible calls things. Praise the Lord. He calls it mere gold. Mere gold. Mere gold. <laughs> mere gold. Because it is mere. What shall a man give in the sin of his life? What shall a man gain if he gains the whole world? He's not talking about only gold. You, you can get a, a yellow gold and black gold. Which is the oils of the world. If you gain the whole world and lose your soul, you are still a loser. You are still a greatest loser. So he says mere gold and silver which lose their value. Can you think about that? When you cling onto money as if that is all there is, you lose value. You lose what? You lose value. You lose value. You see, I, I want members in this church to have a higher value system. Because you see, how far you go in life, I realize, is all predicated on your value system. Your value system. What you choose to place value in will always go a long way to define how you end in life. How far you go in life. Your value system. Your value system. You know, listen. I like it when the Bible says in the book of Genesis, I just pray that the Holy Ghost will help me and release me to be able to go through what I need to go through because... <laughs> when, when I'm teaching and other things are coming up, I get concerned because we are in a team. So when the others go ahead, I, I'm forced to go ahead as well. But you see, I like it when the Bible says that two people came out of Sarah's womb. It says, two manner of people shall come out of you. Two nations. Two manner. Somebody say two manner. Two people with different kind of value system will come out of you. And out of those two people, the world shall be formed. The whole world is divided into two kinds of people. You have those who have the Jacob's value system. And you have those who have the Esau value system. And I tell you, those with Esau value system don't go far. They end up as beggars. And Africans largely, we manifest a lot of that. I'm not saying we are. But Africans largely manifest historic value systems. But embassy of life shall be different. Yeah. I said embassy of life shall be different. Yeah. That, that's the reason why I'm teaching these things. My greatest passion is to bring you into the fullness of the state of Christ. That's my greatest passion. That's my greatest passion. Where you function in your purpose and calling. He said, which lose value? 
But, verse 19. Verse 19, please. Verse 19. But with precious, but with precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He said it was precious blood of Christ. Somebody say precious. precious. Say precious. You, you will not see the value of a thing until you compare it with something else. So when you compare the blood of Christ to gold or silver, the Bible said, it is precious. Silver loses value. Gold loses value. But the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary, oh, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose its value. It never loses value. It was not with the blood of gold. It was not with silver. It was with its precious blood. That is the foundation of our faith. What does it mean then to sacrifice? To sacrifice, number one, is to give up. That's all I'm doing today. I'm just walking you through definitions scripturally. I'm not a grammarian. I am a barbarian. Praise God. That is a, is a, is a word I use. <laughs> to sacrifice is to give up something that is valuable for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. Somebody say to sacrifice. Say to sacrifice. Is to give up. Is to give up what? Something that is valuable for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. That's what sacrifice is. You give up something. 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 When you have three shoes and you are going to buy four or five more, you can give it up and save that money for some better future purpose. That's sacrifice. I would be here. Give up. Give up. Give up. Something of greater value. That's what it is. Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse number 24 or 26. And I, I like it to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, he chose to share oppression of God's people instead of enjoying fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought, this is where it comes in, he thought it was better for the sake of Christ than to owe, it, it, it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures for he was looking ahead to a great reward. Somebody say he was looking ahead. You know why a lot of people don't sacrifice and are not willing to sacrifice? It's because they can't see ahead. They can't see, can't see ahead. The Bible said Jesus was slain before the foundations of our world. Why? Because God saw ahead. He slain him because he saw ahead that a time is coming. That when his name is preached, everyone who calls on him shall be saved. He saw ahead. He saw ahead. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Why can't some people sacrifice? Because they can't see ahead. 
Now he lives in a five bed, uh, three bedroom, five bedroom apartment and he can see ahead that in the next five years, in the next ten years, rent may be out of control. He can see ahead. He cannot. Now listen, it's good to see ahead, but much more to see into eternity. To see where? Into eternity. Because I realize that even in this world, there are some who can see ahead. We call them visionaries. We call them planners. But with all their planning and their strategy and their vision, they can see beyond eternity. They can see beyond the earth. Listen, if there is a great place to see, see beyond eternity. See beyond eternity. You know, increasingly, the, the, the spirit of sacrifice is leaving the church. Praise God. We are Christians who live very nominal lives. And usually we talk about the power, the power, the power. I don't believe this church is powerful. I don't believe that the, this, our current day church is powerful. No, 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 no. When even police, IGP issues an order not to prophesy, we keep quiet. Where's our power? Where is our power? If I have time, I will show you where an order like that was issued and how the people responded. Then you will tell me that this modern day church, because we are Omega Television and we are doing all kinds of things, we are powerful. Where is the power? Because that which releases power has been set aside. That which releases power for Christian work has been set aside. That which makes a Christian powerful is no longer valued. That which makes a Christian a Christian is not a matter of priority anymore. Islam is growing at an alarming rate. We sit in Ghana and excuse me to say we fool ourselves. We are a Christian nation. We are just ignorant people because they did the census and then somebody who has not been in church in the past three years but was born a Catholic and has been confirmed a Catholic indicated that he is a Christian. We are fooling ourselves that we are a Christian nation. Listen, it's about time we sat up and rose up. And defended this gospel. Am I complicating somebody here? What legacy are we leaving to the next generation? You know why you are a Christian today? It's because many years ago, people traveled all the way from Switzerland. People who knew nothing about Ghana came here, lived in the mountains, lived in all kinds of places, places that human beings will not imagine to even ever stay or visit. They came, lived there. Some of them died here. The church of Pentecost growing at a fast rate. That church was born by, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Makion. Makion is, I think he's a Swedish or? Swedish. Swedish man came to Ghana and died of malaria. When a disease like that has never been known in his country. And you are here. They say COVID-19. They say, I'm not going to church. For 19, I'm not going to church because I'm afraid to catch COVID. Yeah. It's not that you are afraid to catch COVID. It's because you are afraid to die. But you see, a true Christian is not the one who is afraid to die. A true Christian is the one who is already dead. That's the one who is already dead. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Your problems in your marriage is because you are alive. You are too alive. Can you die a little? Just die. 
die for a second and see how quiet your home will be. And see how peaceful you Die to your pride. Die to your self-esteem. Die to your status. And your relationships with, the, with people will be better. You are too alive. So the slightest comment in the choir sets you on edge. The slightest instruction that makes you uncomfortable, makes you want to rebel, is because you are too alive. Your flesh is too alive. Christian is dead to himself. I'm not communicating here. Now, now listen, the Bible says he thought it was better for the sake of Christ. He thought it was better for the sake of Christ. Listen, there are many things all of us can do for ourselves when we think it's better for us. Yeah, but 2022, the men and women who enjoy grace, they are the people who think that it is better for the sake of Christ and not just for themselves. For the sake of Christ. For the sake of Christ. Now, this time, you, you may want to learn by reaching out to souls that are perishing is better for the sake of Christ. I know when you go to the shop, you can still make some extra profit. But Reaching out on the street and distributing flies and getting people established is better for the sake of Christ. Am I communicating here? The Bible said he thought it was better for the sake of Christ than to own. Somebody say own. He own the treasures of Egypt. Own the treasures of Egypt. Own for he was looking ahead to a great reward. He thought it was better sacrifice. I said sacrifice is giving up something that is of value. Somebody say of value. No, sacrifice is not giving up something cheap, something something valuable, something that is great, something that is important. In the early church, the Bible said as many as had lands and houses, they sold them. That is sacrifice. First fruit is not a sacrifice. It's an attempt to learn how to sacrifice. Praise God. It's not a sacrifice. If you are struggling with that, <laughs> get born again. It's, it's an attempt to learn to sacrifice. Now, if you can give one man's salary as a seed of honor, as a seed of consecration, as a seed of dedication to God, is it your life you can give? <laughs> is it your life you can give? If you can make time, God has given you 24 hours in a day. Seven days in a week. If you can make time out of that, this volume of time to commit to his work, to invest in his kingdom, to be in church. Is it, I mean, what, 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 what else is it your life you can put down? The Bible said he thought it was better. Somebody said it was better. You see, I want you to have value system. Somebody say value system. I, I don't know why I keep coming back to it because your value system you know why? The Bible said two manner of people shall come from your womb and that it said one shall be stronger than, the younger shall be stronger than the weaker. Can you take me to Genesis? He said the younger shall be stronger than the elder. He shall serve him. Genesis chapter, I think 20, 25 or so, thereabouts. Verse 20, something now. He said the younger, two nations, talking about the day. When the angel came, he said two nations are come from your womb and the younger shall serve. And as I go along, you will soon see why that was the case. That became the case. Every nation that goes forward understands sacrifice. Every people that goes forward understands sacrifice. 
And if you must go forward in your Christian life, go forward in your prayer life, go forward in your finances, go forward in your business, you need to understand the principle of sacrifice. Look at that. The Bible said, and the Lord said unto him, two nations. Somebody say two nations. Uh Two nations. That's how two people. There are only two people in the world. In this church, there are only two people. Everywhere, there are color, 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 color. Archbishop Idahosa said, one day, he had an encounter with God, and he was speaking to God. He said God told him he's going to use him. He said, ah, let me ask you something. Now. <laughs> he said, you are lying to me. <laughs> then he said, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> he said, let me tell you. I want to give you uh, strong reasons for you to know you are lying to me. Number one is the fact that I have never seen you use any black person. I mean, at this time. At this time. Because at the time when he was speaking, he could say that to God. Because not many blacks have walked the face of the earth and done the things the Archbishop Benson Dahosa did for God. Even long after he's dead and gone, African Christianity, the story of African Christian faith, can, he is not the pioneer of African Christianity, but his influence cannot be ruled out. He said, I've never seen you. He said, let me show you. The reason I'm telling you. <laughs> then he began. He said, look at Kenneth Hagin. He's a white. <laughs> he said, T.L. Osborne. He's a white. Then he mentioned some other names. He said, all of these are white. Then God looked at him. He said, uh, and who are you? <laughs> then he said, I am black. Then he said, I didn't know that you were black. He said that was his greatest shock. He said, God told him, I didn't know you were black. Praise God. Do you know that black is a mindset? It's a mindset. It's not a color. It's a mindset. When you are black and you don't think black, people who are other races can flow with you. You can be white and actually think black even. (laughs) It's a mindset. He said, I don't know you are black. (laughs) He said, can you give me any evidence? I said, are you blind or something? Told God, are you blind? Can't you see I'm black? Then he took him to Genesis. He said, in the beginning, I made man in my image. And I'm neither black nor white. That's what we've been talking about, your identity. You must see yourself the way God sees you. When God looks at you, he sees himself in you. The reason why God can share fellowship with you is because he sees his nature in you. He doesn't see you as a sinner. He puts his nature, if any man be in Christ, he has a new nature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming. That's why, the reason why God gave his spirit to come and live in you is to create in his nature in you so he can have fellowship with you at the level. Two nations. Somebody say two nations. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. That's, that's, that's a very serious thing. That's a very serious thing. And in this life, this is always the case. The people who don't learn how to sacrifice, they always serve those who sacrifice. They always, 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 You go to work and from 8 to 5, sometimes 4 or 3, you are already going home. Your gakotakota can be there sometimes till midnight. The average worker works 40 hours a week. 
people who are on top of their job, they do a minimum of 60 hours a week. There is no way a first class student can sleep at the same rate a third class student sleeps. Am I communicating here? And in church, there are first class Christians. There are second class Christians. <laughs> third class Christians. And where you are is your decision. Somebody say my decision. So sacrifice is to give up something that is valuable. Somebody say something that is valuable. So, so you don't talk about sacrifice if the thing is not valuable. If it is not costing you anything, it will cost you your future. It will cost you your children. It will cost you some. If it's not costing you anything. I mean, I can't call myself a minister of the gospel if my family is not suffering the pinch of what I'm doing. I'm fake. Praise God. I'm fake. I'm fake. I'm fake. The one I'm following, the one I called my Lord, he laid his life down. So if I don't have time for you and you are complaining, me, you want to die, you want to divorce, you are not born again. Am I communicating here? That's not an excuse not to make time for family. But I want you to know that in our choice of sacrifice there are things that are of greater value. You can't close work and rather than go home, spend time with your children and wife, sit at a plus two or a pub and you are drinking uh, with uh, some people. You are an unwise man. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You are sacrificing time for fools. You are sacrificing your precious life, wasting it away with wrong people. To sacrifice is to give up something that is valuable. Somebody something that is valuable. Ooh. For God so loved the word that he gave his only. Somebody say his only. His only begotten son that whosoever that which was valuable he gave. That which was valuable, he gave. That which was valuable. That which was valuable. That you, I mean, when you make a sacrifice, when you walk away, you feel it. You feel it. Sometimes you do it and tears are flowing. That sacrifice. Didn't you see Jesus crying when he was in the garden preparing to go to the uh, sacrifice? Nobody sacrifices conveniently. When you are serving God and it's convenient. I mean, you, you are... <laughs> That's why it's not bearing fruit. Because except the corn of it fall to the ground. And dies, it abides alone. That's why it's not bearing fruit. It's not a demon. The quality of sacrifice is weak. Am I communicating here? Am I communicating here? Now listen. When the man picked up his only son and sacrificed him, no demon could stop it. Did you see that? No demon could stop. He was losing the battle. But when the sacrifice was made, no demon, no demon, no demon. There's, listen. When you walk in the dimension of sacrifice, witches and wizards don't know your address. They don't know your address. All of these, uh, uh, and this, my family people are coming against me. These people are coming against me. You are operating on a lower realm. I am seated far above principalities and powers. Far above. Far above. That's where the Bible says he's given a name that is highly exalted. Wait until I come into the benefits of sacrifice. Then you will appreciate how sacrifice separates people. How sacrifice can make one rich, one poor. How sacrifice can make one spiritual, one kind of... How sacrifice can make one great and one a nobody. 
Number two, sacrifice is to give up something precious as an expression of love, devotion, and worship to God. Somebody say sacrifice is to give up something precious as an expression or say it as an expression of love, devotion, and worship to God. Yeah. So there is a time where you give up something that is valuable because you are anticipating a greater gain. That's what Moses did. It was a sacrifice. So today maybe you can buy a certain kind of car. You can decide you are not buying that kind of car because you want to build your house. You are doing that for something greater value. Yeah. That's it. That's, that, that's a sacrifice. But there are times where we give up something precious and we are not doing it for any return. We are just expressing. Somebody say expressing. Ooh, say express. Oh, how can I express my gratitude? Thank God for songs. <laughs> we sing them carelessly. Charismatics. We sing them carelessly. We don't think about it. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow with ceaseless praise. <laughs> we sing take my life but not my wallet. Take my life and not my time. Because we don't even know that life is measured in time. How can you give someone your life and not your time? <laughs> you say, Jesus, you have my life. <laughs> my life is available to you. I'm so great you, Lord. I'm lost without you. Your life flows through me. My life is available to you. Oh, we are going for evangelism. Let's see the life. Yeah. When we are given to build a church, let's see. Let that life be made available. Let that life be made available. You see, you see, you, you, it looks like. You see, the reason why it looks like our God is weak eh, is our, the extent of our sacrifice is so weak. There is something that must be on the altar if fire will have to come down from heaven. There must be something on the altar. But a lot of us have an empty altar. We have an altar that has nothing on. Nothing is speaking for us on the altar. He said, the blood of your brother Abel is speaking. Sacrifice speaks. It speaks. It has a voice. There's nothing on the altar. Nothing on the altar. We are trusting for changes. No, 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 no. Put something on the altar. Elijah. You can pray all day. But until something falls on the altar, forget it. Fire is ready to be released. But it doesn't answer to prayer. It doesn't answer to singing. It doesn't answer to dancing. It answers to a sacrifice on the altar. Sacrifice on the altar. Sacrifice on the altar. Hear me. I'm not talking about this church altar. We will take sacrifices on this altar. But I'm talking about sacrifices on the altar of your life. What kind of sacrifices? Because your life is an altar. Are you not the temple of a living God? And if you are a temple within the temple is an altar. There's an altar of your life. What kind of sacrifices are you making? 
Why can't we apply ourselves to the word of God? Because you are not ready to lose anything. We are too comfortable to experience God's power in our lives. Take your seats, please. To sacrifice is to give as an expression. Somebody say, I'm an expression. Listen, love unexpressed is hatred in pretense. When you love someone, you better express it because if you don't express it to the person, you don't love him. And even if you also tell yourself you love the person, you are still lying to the person. He says, let us love in deed and not in words. Love must be expressed. I tell people all the time, learn to express your love. You are married, express your love. So from, I was telling you, if you marry like Ghana man, this woman, you will enjoy it. Learn to express your love. A Christian man who can't tell the wife, I love you, I love you, I love you, until the woman is tired of hearing, he's not a proper Christian. He's a village Christian. A Santi Christian. Elwa Christian. Ghanaian Christian. Our language is love. He says, imitate God as dear children. And walk in love. Walk in love. Walk in love. Walk in love. Again and again, people, sometimes I'm dealing with marriage issues and the wife tells me, one, one challenge I have with my husband is that he does not tell me he loves me. Why wouldn't you be wise as a man in the new year? Let her hear it. Even if you, are, you don't mean it, say it. Because she doesn't know you don't mean it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. You don't feel it. Say it. But sometime, after some time, you will begin to feel it. Why? Because you have as you say it. You have as you say it. Express it. How do I express my love for God? By lifting up my hands and worshiping him. Well, it is. To some degree, coming to church. Yes, it is. When the weather is fine, in an air-conditioned church, and the weather outside is hot, it's cool, you know. You may really not want to be in the church, but for the hotness of the weather, you just want to cool yourself. You know, there are times where you are in town, the weather is so hot, and you just walk into a banking hall for a short time. And then you, 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 how many of you have tried that before? You know, it's not that you really want to do business in the bank, but, but you just want to uh, see if your friend has entered there <laughs> just to cool your body. Now, listen, so all of that can be, but let it rain heavily. Heavily! And then you don't have a car, you don't have a lift. And let's see whether on a Sunday morning you'll get up from your bed and go to church. That's somebody who loves God. That's somebody who understands what the sacrifice is. A sacrifice is expressing something, giving something precious. Because that kind of coming to church is very precious. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That kind of church coming to church is very precious to God. Church, let me tell you. One way to please God eh, <laughs> is to learn to sacrifice. 
The Bible said, with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. He was talking, he was talking to the Philippian church. He said, a sacrifice acceptable. Well pleasing to God. Well pleasing to God. By faith, Abel pleased God. How? By offering a more excellent sacrifice. Church, hear me and hear me well. Your Christianity will continue to be fake as long as it is devoid of sacrifice. It will continue to be fake. I realize eh, that all the things that we are called to do in the New Testament, Pastor James, none of them can be done without sacrifice. None of them! Oh, somebody really insults you gives it to you real hard. He tells you all the things you have done. Which you yourself know that even if you, in your dreams you can't do them. He accuses you all of them. And now he has said so much lies about you that now you are beginning to even believe some of them about you. You know, there's a way people can lie about you <laughs> that sometimes you yourself, you pause and wonder. Maybe uh, I'm doing some of these things. Can you imagine that at 12 midnight, you wake up and you are praying and the Holy Ghost brings their name to your head. Pray for them. Bless them. Fever them. <laughs> and then when you wake up in the morning, the Holy Ghost tells you, locate his house. Send him a Christmas hamper. The same person. No, that one. <laughs> I'm not communicating at all. Praise the Lord. So how can you flow with someone? How can you walk in forgiveness? Sacrifice. You have to let go of your right to be even. Chale, adia wa yemeno. I was saying, "Yeni me di pa di mi kuno di ayemeno." I was saying, "Me mani huse me sumini mi." Me can me 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 say the me me di me kasa. I know when to get him. You are timing him, rehearsing. No, his own may have been an act of anger, and you know God judges our motives. His own may have been an act of anger. He said you are foolish in anger. But you are doing it on premeditation. <laughs> if you come to court, eh, one is murder, the other is manslaughter. Are you hearing me now? Lawyers, if I uh, me. Now, but you see, that's how it is. You can know me. Look at me. This guy, I picked him up. Brought him from the village. I set him up. And he's saying that of me. Metro and he said, I'm the one who made him. After all of that is done, what you are calling to sacrifice is your pride. Yes, you brought him up. That's your pride. You set him up. It's your pride. But you see, when you decide to do all of that and finish, Jesus said, where is your reward? Where is your reward? Where is your reward? Where is your reward? Look, how would Shadrach and Meshach enter fire and come back? Because they trusted God to defend them and not defend themselves. And you see, 
in their time, they were not told that when they slap you like this, do this one. They were not told that one. They were not told that one. But those guys, how come they were so willing to sacrifice? I mean, I was meditating while I was preparing. I was just meditating on how Old Testament Christians, Old Testament, not uh, Christians because they were not. Christ had not died, so they were not Christians. Old Testament people made a lot of sacrifices. I mean, sacrifices. If you look at the quantum of offerings that the children of Israel gave, it will not be anything less than 30 to 40% of their income. You take the tithe, you take the offering, sin offering, this sin, that offering, that offering, that offering. But the time you finish, they are dealing with something around 40, 45% of their income. You! That 90% is in stocks. It's in investment. It's in impact. It's in infant. Then you drop uh, uh, offering. One gun, five CDs. Then you want to find him at a certain level. You're a joker. The biggest joke I have seen in Christianity is what you are doing. Am I communicating here? That which is valuable. That which is valuable. Listen, when a student gives offering five CDs, God sees it as valuable. When a doctor gives an offering, of 20 cities, God may see it as an insult. Am I communicating it? Because your lunch in the afternoon is even more than that. God knows that. One lunch! It's, it's, it's a value. It's, it's the value you place on a thing. The value, and I'm talking about value system here. Value system. Value system. What's your value system? As a teacher, I told myself I have to be functioning at a certain level every year. And I committed myself to it and by the grace of God. This year, I'm entering that level in a new dimension altogether. As an expression, somebody say, as an expression. Of love, devotion, and worship to God. That's what, there are three examples of people who did that here in the Bible. In the Bible. In the Bible. Abraham, when God told him to go, what he went to do was an expression of worship. God later on said, okay, you fear me. That is a sign of devotion. But really, it was a, he said, he said, take now your son, thy holy son, and go to a place and offer him there as a burnt offering. That's Genesis 1 and 2. Hey, yeah, 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 God tested him. Here I am, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. A burnt offering is an offering that is burnt. Out of the ashes of my dying today, I see the making of a brand new day <laughs> in which the name of our Lord is glorified. I see the breaking of a brand new day. That's it. Sacrifice as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. The first phase of the sacrifice was locating the mountain. Three days! He was running. This man was not a, a 24-year-old or 100-plus old man looking for the mountain. That was the first test of sacrifice. Looking for the God, God, God could have showed him, you go to this place, you meet three mountains, the one in the middle. He said, go, I will show you. 
And nobody knows how long he had to walk following God to show him. When you see that people are, are ending at a certain status in life, let's not be quick to condemn and criticize. There's always a price. There's always a price. There's always an unseen price people pay to become who God has ordained for them to become. There's always a price. There's always a price. He walked and located the mountain. Walked and located the mountain. When he was going at the point, when you look at verse number 5, 22 verse 5, the Bible said on the third day, so three days, three days in search of the mountain. Search. The Bible says in verse number 4, on the third day, Abraham looked and saw the place in the distance. That was the third day. So if it is in a distance, he still has some uh, 100 meters or so to uh, uh, 1,005 or so something to cover. In a distance. And then he got to the place. Verse uh, uh, 4. Verse 5. Now he said to his servant, stay here. Somebody say, stay here. Stay here with the donkey. Ah! And the boy will go over there and we will worship and then we will come back to you. Man, let me tell you. If you are going to break through with your family and your finances and the leadership of your home, up to a certain level, you cannot always be doing things together with your wife. Am I communicating here? There are certain instructions you do it before you share with your wife. Because sometimes, God, when God speaks, he's Every time he addressed Adam, 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 even when Eve messed up, as if Eve did not exist. Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Listen, God holds man responsible uh, to the litter. Man, that's why the first thing a man, that makes a man a man is not his rod, it's the sense of responsibility. That's what makes a man a man. That's what makes a man. Why is your home trouble, my wife? You're a fool begin to take responsibility. Pardon me. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. That's why he started for. He said, where are you? Adam, where are you? He says, the woman matter now. He said, stay here. Let me tell you, there are places <laughs> if you are going to get to certain heights in God, you can't go with everybody. You can't go with everybody. There are places not everybody can go. Jesus had the 70. He had the 12. He had the 3. And out of the 3, he had the 1. John the Beloved. It was not everybody could go up to a certain level. When Jesus was being crucified on the site of crucifixion, there was none of the disciples in sight. It was only John who was standing there. All of them had left. Then he turned and said, Mary, your, behold your son. And he said, John, behold your mother. Nobody was there. Nobody it was left. With him alone. With him alone. It's okay to consult. It's okay to share ideas. But, I mean, sometimes I give with my wife. But I really do. I really do. I really do. I really do. Why? Because she must develop her own giving. The things God tells me to give, sometimes it will be difficult. If you have to sit, we will not have, the discussion will be too long. And what God wants to do will be delayed. So maybe later on, she'll be asking about something. I said, oh, that thing, it was used for so-so and so. And 
thank God for a, a, a woman who is submissive and loves God enough to let go. Because where you are seated today does come as a result of great sacrifices she stood by me paying. That's why one of the things I can't take is for somebody to show disrespect. When you disrespect me, I really don't mind. Because it's part of my calling. But not my wife. Don't go there. Not my wife. I mean, listen. Listen. As for me, Jesus called me. He defends me. So, I don't. But my wife, I married her. I defend her. The Bible says, let husbands love their wives. Just as Christ loved the church. And gave himself for her. So, I have a responsibility to protect my wife. Am I communicating? If you hate yours and you will protect your own, make your choice. But I have a responsibility to protect my own. He says, stay here. I am the boy who go yonder. You see, there are things that some of us, we trust in God for. It will not come just through prayer. Some crazy sacrifice needs to go out of your life. And Satan will leave you alone for good. All of this thing that is making Satan looks powerful and God looks powerless. Satan looks powerful. God looks powerless. is because the quality of the sacrifice is not there. The prophets of Ba, they were crying, cutting themselves. Nothing was happening. They did all manner. Nothing was happening. But when Elijah came and they placed the sacrifice on the altar, fire came. Fire is consuming that which is not consumable. God is the fire that consumes things and he himself is not consumed. Are you here with me? Are you hearing what I'm talking today? I'm the last pastor to divide family. But I'm also a smart pastor to know that in going far with God, there are things our wives, they can only take the feedback. They can't take the first step. And then the smart man knows it. The average woman's ability to handle new things is not easy. Women are strong within. But when it comes to taking bold initiative, very few women are like that. Because they were not wired for that. So you don't, you don't need to worry yourself struggling to be the boss of your home. That is not what God made you. Women who are struggling to be boss of their home, they have problems. They have serious problems because one, it's a, it's, it's, it's a manifestation of a lack of of understanding of their role. Two, it's a sign of inferiority complex. Because you see, when you feel that you don't measure up, then you seek to defend all the time. I'm not communicating here. You seek to defend all the time. People who are always defensive, they are defending things. They are defending things. They don't want to be hurt. They don't. It's it's it's, it's there's an underlying thing in there. If President Kufadu wants to pick a bodyguard, he won't pick somebody, excuse me to say, who has his level of muscles, his level of height. If you've ever seen his bodyguard, I don't think they share the same height. I don't think they have the same muscle. Now listen, God is smart. When God made man, he gave man responsibility. He gave a wife a responsibility to be a helpmate. The one helping usually comes up with unusual strength. Am I communicating here? The one who stands by and helps. So you see, when you take your role and you understand it and you are doing it, there's supernatural strength given you. So when you meet a woman who has aligned herself with God's purpose, 
God empowers her uniquely to assist her husband go too far. But when she decides to take the lead, she is stopping her husband's progress and she doesn't even know. She stops her husband's progress and she doesn't even know. At all. Sex. They say, I and the boy. Somebody say, I and the boy. We will go. I will come back. I am the boy. I and my sacrifice are going. <laughs> I told you that sacrifice separates people, right? Yeah. I and my boy. I am my boy. I am the boy. I am the boy. We will go and worship. How are they going to worship? With the sacrifice. With the sacrifice. Why do we give tithe? It's part of our worship. Why do we give offerings? It's part of our worship. It's an expression of worship. Yes, I love God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And it's with your hands and it's with your mouth. And that alone is not Christianity. That's not godliness. That's fake. I'll just hang my boot here. I was supposed to share seven definitions with you. This is where we will end. I really, really promise God I will close on time today. And I've already exceeded it. I'm going no further. Praise the Lord. I pray that my people too didn't go further. But how many of us have been blessed this morning? Listen, it's a new year. I don't want you to do things in a regular way and expect irregular results. A wise man said, it is uh, lunacy to do the same thing and uh, keep doing the same thing and expect to get a better results. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't worship God the same way, pray the same way, fast the same way. No, 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 no. You have to put uh, some level of intensity. Somebody say level of intensity. Now, this year I'll be sharing uh, a bit about, I do a lot of things, but... <laughs> The closer you are, the more you get to hear. Because people's value systems are shallow. Because sometimes, some of the things that I do as a pastor, if I share it with some pastor friends of mine, they will even tell me I'm not correct. Yeah. So I don't have too many friends. If somebody, some pastor tells you that your pastor is my friend, you can tell him maybe you know my pastor. Because you should know my friends. The friends are those I call my friends. Not those who call me my friend. Have you been blessed this morning? Are you sure you've been blessed? Those of you online, have you been blessed? If you have been blessed, type I've been blessed. Welcome to your best year ever. Your marriage will be the best. Your finances, the best. Your health, the best. Your spiritual life, the best. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation of your word. Thank you for grace to put it to work. Thank you for grace. Thank you for grace. Thank you for grace to walk in obedience. The Bible says we are doers of the word and not hearers. Thank you for grace to do the word. Thank you for grace to do the word. Thank you that the word is bearing fruit in our lives. We thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' precious name. has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 20 422 
Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our services at our headquarters church from 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, which is our Excel service, and from 8.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. for our second service, which is our celebration service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Every time I get in my way.